0: Tired of asking why? Welcome to the Unresolved Life podcast, where we are answering life's most difficult questions. Now, here's your host, Teresa Blaze.
1: Welcome to the Unresolved Life podcast. I'm Teresa Blaze, and today I have something really, really special. But before we get to that, I want to make a couple of announcements. First of all. Thank you. Thank you guys for, for your support and your feedback. A lot of you have asked, you know, how, how you guys can help support. And so I've set up a, a support page and you can learn more about that at unresolved.life forward slash support. And I have also set up a prayer list so that I can better get the needs of unresolved out because i i fully believe in the power of prayer and if you're someone that actually believes in that and you want to support that uh there's two ways you can do that you can either go to unresolved.life forward slash support or you can text prayer to three four five three four five so there's Easy. that <laughs> <laughs> well yeah the voice you just heard is the producer of the Unresolved Life podcast, and he also happens to be my husband. We've been married going on, what, 11 years?
0: We, we've we been married for almost 12 years, actually. In January, it'll be 12 years.
1: Yeah, so I brought him on because I wanted to talk about a subject that some of you may not relate to, but some of you might. Today, I wanted to talk about addiction. And in the context of, well, I mean, I know addiction can take many forms. Okay, let's start there. Addiction can take a lot of forms. But I wanted to kind of talk about and bring my husband and producer of the show, Michael Blaze, on to talk about and specifically overcoming the addiction to gaming and kind of what went into that and how I got in and and also talk about. You know, his reaction trying to deal with that, deal with someone who is so heavily addicted to gaming. And I know it may seem like, well, that's kind of odd. I mean, that's kind of an odd thing to be addicted to. Oh, it's more prevalent than you actually realize.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, Let me give a little bit of my background, Teresa, so they they can kind of understand where where we're coming from. Oh, sure. I'm a heavy gamer. I, I love playing games. I played EverQuest. I played World of Warcraft. I played... And my my favorite MMO at the moment is a game called Lotro, Lord of the Rings Online. So, And I still do game occasionally. But as you come along in the faith, you find that those things are not as important. And so you focus on the things that are important. But what happened with me uh, when I was playing EverQuest and I was single at the time and I didn't have any attachments, no kids, I had a job but on my days off and, and on my times off I would game and I would play EverQuest on my days off I would play EverQuest uh or er, 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 yeah EverQuest 2 and there were times I played for like 12 hours
1: now was that was that was that 12 hours straight michael
0: yes 12 hours straight maybe a break here and there maybe a break to go use the bathroom and go get something to eat Although a lot of times, you know, you'd order pizza and you'd sit there and be eating pizza while you were gaming. <laughs> so, see, the thing that you people don't understand about these games, yeah, I mean, the games themselves are fun and the quests and stuff are fun. It's the interaction because there's a whole community of people out there that are doing the very same thing. And so you get into this spot where you're in this community and, you know, they would call them guilds in, uh, in EverQuest and uh, EverQuest two, rather. That's the one I played. And, you know, in Lotro, they're called kins and basically what they are is a group of people that like to like to quest and game together. And you, you get in these great conversations and you develop friendships and all this good stuff. And that's the thing that I enjoyed about the gaming it wasn't you know the questing is fun but it's a whole lot more fun to quest when especially you know you're trying to attempt a quest and you're dying miserably and all of a sudden somebody from your kin comes along and this person's 10 times more powerful than you are and so he he man he beats whatever you're fighting to a pulp in front of you and you know you're just along for the ride that's that's fun yeah
1: I can actually relate to this. I can actually so relate to this. I guess with that as a backdrop, Michael had a a a a, 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 a a a a small addiction to gaming, but he got out of it.
0: Let me tell you how I got out of it. Let me let me go into that real quick. What happened was, you know, I was gaming and questing and doing all this crazy stuff, and. About that time Teresa and I developed a relationship. We dated for about 6 months and then we got married. And after we got married, you know, I continued to game and my she started having nightmares. And I was like, "Okay, why is she having nightmares?" But anytime it, and I think I was playing Diablo 2 at the time, which I don't recommend to anybody. It's a fun game, but it's dark, very 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 dark. And that's the other part of the problem with these games is the fact that it is the, is the content. It's one thing to walk around, shoot some, shoot some bad guys, uh, shoot some monsters, whatever. But it's a whole nother thing when you start delving into magic and you start delving into occultic stuff. And I'm not saying the games are occultic, but they lead to the occult, depending on what you do with your character. When you create a character, what you're doing basically is creating a little avatar, a little person. And the best, the people that really get into this stuff, that person is almost like a real person to them.
1: Oh, especially on the role play side. I mean, if you start going into role play, which is you are acting and thinking as your character, you start becoming very concerned with, well, what do I do with this person? Because they have their own, they start to have their own issues and their own problems, which in itself, again, I don't see an issue with that, but there comes a point when that can literally take over your life and that's where the danger is.
0: And the important thing to remember is anything that you value more than your relationship with God becomes a God to you.
1: Well, maybe maybe we're talking to someone who doesn't even value a relationship with God because they don't have one. So, I mean, there is that factor.
0: The, you're right, and a lot of people are stuck in that. are Are definitely stuck in that that mold. But I know that I have a relationship with the Creator of the universe, and I value that relationship with God over anything else. And if God tells me to lay something down, I'm going to lay it down. Why? Because I love Him, and I. I, I want to move move on with that.
1: So that being said, I started having nightmares and we finally figured out that it was because of the gaming and Mike had to back out of the gaming. Fast forward a few uh, few years, okay? Um, yeah, We've been married for, for a while. A
0: couple of years, I think.
1: Right. we had been married for a while. And was it seven mm, years ago, Michael?
0: Yeah, I think so. Six, six or seven years.
1: I had lost... In fact, it was six or seven years this month in November. We're recording towards the end of November. And so I had lost in the span of four days and at the very beginning of that November, my mom and my eyesight. I will tell you right now, that is the hardest area to walk through.
0: It was rough. It was really rough. And, you know, when you go through a circumstance like that, of course you've got all the questions you go through the whole grieving process but you you're asking the question why and you know you're feeling alone and you know all of that i mean it, it was horrible and especially the eyesight the eyesight i think was almost worse than the death of your mom god rest her soul
1: i you know what i don't know I mean, because I'm still, there's still some areas on that area that I would consider unresolved on my end. There are still some areas that I, there are still some deep, deep woundings that I am still working through. I had a church family, okay? And I was going to church and I was doing everything you're supposed to do as a Christian. You're supposed to read your Bible, you're supposed to go to church, so on and so forth. But then when I went and I was laying on the operating table, in fact, I, I spoke about this before. With some other guests, I wanted to come back to it for a second. And when I when I was laying on the operating table and I was kind of semi awake, and I heard the doctor say there was nothing he could do, my faith in my God, I completely shut it down. Now I didn't tell Mike that I was walking away. I didn't tell Mike that I was done. I didn't say anything like that because I knew I would get that. Well, you don't want to do that. And, you know, we need to get you in to talk to someone. And I didn't really want to talk to anybody. I was too pissed off and too angry at God. And as a result, I went to church because I was supposed to, but not because I actually wanted to. I didn't give a damn about God or how he thought or what he thought because he had already hurt me. OK, and I'm just that that's just being real. That's just being real, guys, that I didn't give a crap about him. And so what happened as a result, I needed a way to kill this pain. OK, because I was still hurt. Even if I walked away from God, I was still hurting and I needed a way to kill the pain. And Mike, who didn't realize that I had done this, suggested because I love to play the graphical games, you know the sports games and that kind of thing. And I felt like, well, well what do I do now? I don't have anything. And he suggested that I look into role play uh, or mud, multi-user dungeon games. It's text-based gaming, okay? And I, I did. And then I started, I, I started playing some of the hack and slash. I didn't find that satisfying. I thought it was kind of stupid. And I found role-playing games which is you build a character, but it's so much more than you just building a character. You actually create emotions for that character. You you actually become that character. You're thinking as that character, and you're acting as that character would. If you walk into a bar and someone's acting up, how is your character going to respond? Are they going to tell them off, or are they just going to walk away? Okay? It's that kind of thing. Okay? And what happened was I was dealing with so many things in my real-world life. And so many pain points in my real world life that I could not handle them. And God was absolutely of no use. So I had to find a way to kill the pain. And I dove headlong into this text-based gaming. When that started to happen, what did you see?
0: I think I cautioned you about it because of what I had gone through with, with my own addiction. Knowing how easy it is to become addicted to these things. You know, I cautioned you about it. You know, I tried to get you to set time limits. I tried to get you to, okay, I'm only going to game thus and so number of hours per day. I mean, I tried everything I could think of to limit it because I saw what it was doing to you. And I saw the fact that you were withdrawing within the game and the game was becoming more important to you than real life, including our daughter. And I mean, it was rough. It really was. And you have to understand that I got to give another side of this. We have a special needs kid and she had a trach for four and a half years of her life and she, uh, still has a gastric feeding tube, but she's come. Oh my God. This month, she's going to be 10 years old and they didn't say that she'd last six months. I mean, it's a really big deal, but when you've got a special needs kid and you've got, uh, help, help from the state medical insurance that comes along with caregivers and nurses and so forth, you kind of lose your privacy. And so what happens is, you know, they're in your business constantly. And, uh, you know, and of course, if they see you withdrawing or they see you doing something that they think is inappropriate, then they're going to report you. Or if if not report you to document what's going on with you, or what they what they ap- what appears to be going on with you, okay,
1: right? And see, okay, let's let's back up because so I had all this happening, you know. Event I have I have. Everybody kind of criticizing me. Well, you're not spending more time with your daughter. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Everybody and and and, you know, you're withdrawing and I'm diving so headlong into this game. And I was going into some dark, 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 dark games because I was trying to kill this pain. And uh, I'd play one game. Well, it's not intense enough for me. I'd go into another game. OK, that's a little better. Uh, I'd act out different scenes. Very, very graphic scene scenes. I won't even comment on because they were vicious and brutal. Mike, honestly, you don't even know some of the things that I did. And I don't think, I don't, and I'm not even going to go into them. You know what I mean? I, I, there were just things that I did that I can honestly say now I'm ashamed of. Okay. In the meantime, at this time, I start meeting with the pastor of the church that I'm attending at the time. And all he sees is me playing these demonic and satanic games. And he starts coming after me about them. Well, you need to stop because they're not biblical. And I'm like, and I'm going, you have no clue. And I'm telling and I and I'm telling this about you have no clue what I'm dealing with. Back off. I'm fine. I've got everything under control. Everybody wanted to treat the symptom but not the cause.
0: I I bear some responsibility in that too. It's such a hard thing, you know, you watch your spouse going down these dark roads and you don't know what to do. <laughs> Cuz all you can do is pray and it just seems like your prayers aren't getting answered. And I mean, everybody and their brother's telling you to divorce her from my mother to professionals to you're not going to get your daughter back because we went through a period where they took Mandy away from us, not because of that, but for other reasons. And they told us, you're not going to get your daughter back if you don't divorce your wife. And I'm dealing with all this and feeling like I'm raising my daughter by myself. (laughs) And it's by the grace of God that we're still together because we had our pastor, we a pastor friend. I reached out to him and I said, I'm done. And he said, he told me, he said, you've got to stand by your wife. He reminded me of what was important. And I remember my mom say, you're going to have to divorce Teresa. And I told her, and I told my mom, I said, what part of, Till death do us part. Didn't you understand?
1: I can honestly say that you know, I, this went on, this this struggle with this gaming, and and finally, I mean, the gaming just reached a point where I was losing my characters. I was everything was just going downhill, even in game, outside the game. My life was a wreck. I didn't believe in God, or I, I I can't say that I did believe in Him, but I had no desire to read the Bible. I had no desire to pray. I was so angry and so ticked off at him. I didn't want him. And finally, after five years of this, he stepped in. He stepped in and I ended up going to this women's retreat. It was certainly not my idea. <laughs> but Mike uh, for uh, kind of pushed me into it. And you can learn more about that uh, from my interview with Janet Tremblay, which we will link to in the show notes. You
0: know, it's funny because I, I, I told her you know, because she was going to take her computer and I think she was expecting to game the whole weekend. And I told her, you're not going to have Internet access up there because it's up in the mountains. And she's like, no, well, you know, she was in that stubborn phase. And I, I was like, OK, <laughs> what can you do? I knew in the back of my head that God was going to do something with her. I just didn't know what. And she came home and changed a person. <laughs> God gave her back to me. I remember I told some. we went to church that next Sunday, and it was a total change. And I told them, I said, I've got my wife back. I've got the woman I married back. And the fact is, it's not the gaming that's so bad. It's the getting stuck and lost in it and putting it above all your other priorities. That's the problem.
1: Do I still game today? Yeah, I do, but I can guarantee you I watch it like a hawk. And for a while, there was a period of time where God told me, you cannot game. You cannot game because I've got to deal with you. Okay. And we're, we're, and the thing, and the biggest thing right now guys is I want to get this across. I get it. You're looking to kill that pain. That's like whatever's going on. I totally get it. And I am not here to criticize you for it. I am not here to criticize you for it, but I will say this. There's a better way. I am not going to say that I have everything worked out in regards to dealing with the areas, the painful areas. I am not going to sit here and tell you guys that I have all this stuff worked out. I don't. Okay. I don't. And I'm still working on it.
0: And there's another part that we haven't really told. And I think this has a lot to do with it too, Therese. And the fact it's the fact that your way your mom died. I know that 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 was really hard for you to deal with. The autopsy said that it was multiple toxic substances. So we don't know if she killed herself or an overdose, or maybe she forgot because her memory was just horrible. Um, but you know, that's how she died.
1: You know, and and it's hard. It, that was hard to swallow. I mean, and then and then a few months late, like a couple months later, my dad gets diagnosed with Parkinson's and up and takes off. So I feel like I lost him as well. In fact, I haven't spoken to him in over two years, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot of hurt there that, that I'm still working through guys. And I get it. Life is hard. It sucks. I get it. But the one mistake that I can honestly say I made is I walked away from, from my father.
0: Right. And he's your only hope when you're in that situation, he's your only hope. You can game till you're blue in the face. And try to pretend to be someone else when you're in the game. But if you do, what you're going through is going to come out in the game. And we've seen it time and time and time again. And I'm not just talking about Teresa. I'm talking about friends of ours that have been in that same situation. Because whatever is going on outside the game is going to show up inside the game.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's usually going to ruin whatever you're trying to do. It's it really is, and so then you're finding well, geez, I'm not finding the satisfaction. I'm not killing that need that I had in the game, so I need to go even deeper and find something harder to to accomplish or find a, a more challenging role play setting. I you know, and when you are in that place, you just want to kill the pain. That's all you want to do, and so I get it. I know we probably need to wrap up, and I guess the one thing I want to leave everybody with is. A couple things. First of all, if you're struggling with an addiction, please get help. Please, you know, contact us. I promise you there will be no judgment, none whatsoever. I get it. Okay. I've been there. Um, if you, if you were struggling with an addiction, please contact us. And number two, if you're doing this and you, do, and you're at a place where you don't believe in God, maybe because you're angry at him, he gets it. He gets it. He totally gets it. One thing I'm learning is that. He, you may be angry at him, but he still loves you. And so he's going to let you walk through that process, but his love for you will never stop.
0: It, it doesn't matter what, how deep a pit you guys get yourself into. He will always be there for you. All you have to do is open up your mouth and reach out and ask him for help. You don't have to pray some fancy prayer. God help can be enough. And, and, and from the standpoint of someone who is a not a victim of addiction necessarily, but a victim of having a spouse that's addicted, my biggest advice is, one, get people in your corner that will support you and will help you stand and be your backbone. And two, don't let anyone tell you that your spouse is scum or that you need to divorce her. One, it's not biblical. And I don't give a crap. You know, the professionals say, well, this and that. I really don't care. I mean, Teresa and I have been through hell together, but we've made it through by the grace of God.
1: And the other thing too, I want to, I want, I want to encourage is this. If you are the supporter of your spouse, okay, understand that the addiction and the things that they are doing are a symptom of a deeper problem. And you cannot just treat the symptom and expect them to suddenly get better. You can't do it because it may work for a short time, but it won't work overall. It won't. For me, if someone had just come and said, Hey, let me help you work through this, this, these issues. Let me help you. It may get messy. It may get bloody, but I'm willing to help you. You know, instead they wanted to come after me about the symptom. Okay. And that, I can I can tell you right now that will turn that will turn the, the person off that's why they may you know kind of shrug you off if you're like well I need you to stop gaming you what you need to do is find out the deeper symptom find out the deeper root of the problem if you can do that then you find a lot of other things change okay so Michael uh thank you for coming on the show
0: you're welcome you know I love you and you know I'm so proud of you for for what you're doing and I know God is going to use this effort mightily.
1: Well, it's definitely been all his idea. <laughs> That's all I know. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And guys, again, if you need to talk, I have no issue with you contacting me. You can reach me at Teresa at unresolved.life, or you can reach Michael at Michael at Life. And so with that, thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you next time.